Blog Talk Radio. on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head huntress, but I am also taking people hostage this week, it turns out, because um, the Sexy Witches are are not with me tonight, and instead I have hijacked as an extremely busy man on a very busy week to help me out, but we're going to help each other out, and this is all a very symbiotic relationship we had for a while, so please welcome back to the show and my guest host for tonight. The son of Celluloid himself, the podcaster of Caught Dead Watching Podcast, and all other things dark and evil, especially the Code Blue track at Days of the Dead. Please welcome to back to the show, Nathan Hamilton. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between. So do I get to be an honorary sexy witch tonight? You always are. You don't have to be sexy or a witch to be a sexy witch. Just remember that. All right, well, I, I'm, I'm at least sexy. don't know about a witch, but I am sexy. <laughs> well, you know, you're sexy and you know it, so it's all good. So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, tonight is a very important night. Actually, this whole week's very important because not only are we staring something in the face we're going to talk about tonight, like, it's it's here, it's, it's here, but also, oh, my God, Nathan, we've been talking on, we're hitting our, like, Seventh anniversary of knowing each other online. Oh my god, really? Has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. My how time flies. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I've been online for 11 years, and uh, you came on in about year three or four of madness, so there you go. Wow. Wow. I feel like an old sexy witch now. <laughs> Yeah, we we were doing that that um, what was it uh, horror question a day or horror movie a day and they asked a bunch of questions. That's how we met. We were doing that actually that time this year. I got a little thing and it showed me 
Oh, yes, right. We were doing that a long time ago. So, nice. happy anniversary. Happy friend anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. There you yeah, go. We'll, we'll, have so, to, uh, we'll have to drink the seven years this weekend. Oh, absolutely. And this weekend is what's staring us in the face, because not only do we have another Days of the Dead, we, this is the brand new inaugural Charlotte edition of Days of the Dead. We've never had a Days of the Dead in Charlotte, Nathan, have we? No, I'm I'm really excited about this one because I'm I'm a North Carolina boy originally, so you know we've got a Days of the Dead in my current hometown, and I'm not from Charlotte. I'm originally from Asheville, which is about two hours west of Charlotte. But technically now there's a Days of the Dead in both of my homes, which is awesome. And I want to see how North Carolina brings it. It'll be interesting. Now I I, I want to ask you, and I know you you don't you're not the programmer in this, but somebody did at, ping me a question towards you. If I can ask it, and it is a real question. They said, do you, okay. do you get worried about the Mad Monster Party rep kind of clashing because they're so close to each other? Or do you think there's enough variety? Because that's a really good show on its own right. Mad Monster Party is. Uh, so this is only a couple months out, someone was asking me. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be an issue because, honestly, you know, there's room for everybody, right? Yeah, I really don't think it's going to be an issue because, like you said, every convention has its own flavor. And, I mean, for a while there, we didn't, there was a question as to whether or not Mad Monster was going to continue. And so when we, you know, when Dave decided to go into Charlotte, it was a, it was very uncertain. So we didn't know if, you know, when they were going to be or if they were going to be. And now we're like, you know, no one's trying to step on anybody's toes. No one's trying to steal anybody's thunder. No one's, you know, we're not trying to, you know, have a feud over this is our city or any, any of that kind of stuff. I think there's definitely, you know, people can go to all of them. And, you know, Atlanta has a con like two or three every month. <laughs> and they're not all oh, our yeah. cons. I mean, there's a different kind of con going on. And, you know, no one's, you know, competing really. It's, you know, people go to the ones they like. You know, maybe someone out there likes Mad Monster better than Days or Days better than Mad Monster because it might, you know, they like the particular feel of it. You know, that's cool. Or everyone, you know, is more than welcome to come to both. I mean, God, what's better than a horror well, you know, con? It's, Two horror cons. It's, char- you know? it's Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's Charlotte. And uh, let's just say the things to do list on Charlotte when you Google them seems to repeat itself a lot. If you know what I'm saying, there's not a lot to do there. So I would right. assume that another horror convention for a town that absolutely adores horror, by the way, Charlotte is very much embraces horror, I've been told, um, you know, they'll be happy to have Days of the Dead, one of the best convention franchises in the, uh, I guess, right now in modern history. I don't know what you'd say, but it's definitely one of my favorites. I love Days of the Dead. I tend to not go for the for-profit ones as much in the sense that I always like to support my local nonprofit organizations when it comes to horror conventions. Days of Dead is the exception because you get your bang for your buck. It is the best dollar for what you get. Um, It's the most fun I have. It's the best smoothing I have. Though, I'll be honest with you, Nathan, Texas Frightmares for the meeting and connecting and networking, oh, my God. We'll talk about that off air sometime. That was really cool. Um, we'll talk about that on our next show, which is on the 22nd. We have a huge recap show. But in the meantime, we're talking about Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead, Atlanta. I've now done it three years in a row, and there's a reason I've done it three years in a row. Uh, first of all, thank you, Adolfo, for taking a, a small podcaster and trusting them with a press pass. 
And then Nathan, Nathan, you come in and you're trusting me with a friggin' panel. Thank you for that too. Yeah. I'm so and excited about speaking of Adolfo giving, you know, taking a small time podcast and giving you a press pass. That's one of the reasons I will always be loyal to Days of the Dead is Days of the Dead was the first horror con that treated Son of Celluloid like a legit press outlet and gave me a you know, gave me a press pass and let me start doing press at the con. So uh, that was same, at our first Atlanta show way, way back. So, you know, Days it's Go ahead. No, I said it matters. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh yeah. The the thing I love about Days is it's not only one of the most independent film friendly cons out there, but it's also, you know, just independent in general, like independent media, independent bands. They're all about pushing independent art. I mean, you've got of course you've got the celebrities. Of course you got all that. But they're also like on the forefront of new talent. And that doesn't just like like I said, doesn't just go for the entertainers, that also goes for the people covering it. So, you know, kudos to them on that. Yeah, yeah, it's always a good time, and, and Days of the Dead is known for its independent film festival um, love, as well as its love for makeup and costuming. Uh, and so there's a decent costume contest, and the makeup contest is always one of my favorite things to do there. It's kind of like a combination of tops and makeup. You know, they give you a basket of random stuff and say, make art. And they do. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> We're also kind of known as the drunkest con out there. So. Yeah, there is that, too. And I had an interview with JK Horror Happens Radio. Matter of fact, it literally just dropped while you were talking a minute ago. And that's what I said. I said the shenanigans of Days of the Dead is is its own level. I, it, it, I will say I have yet to get topped by the Days of the Dead shenanigans. And I'm including Texas Frightmares in that. Texas Frightmares had the most fun official nightlife. You know what I'm saying? Like the official parties were right. were fun, like really, really fun. When it comes to shenanigans, though, you've got Days of the Dead has it lock and key, man. It's so much fun. So there's plenty to do in the day, plenty to do in the evening, and everyone's hanging out and having a great time. And so let's let's bring this back and concentrate on the show itself. And we're going to talk about Friday and the blue track because the blue track is your track. Why don't you explain to my listeners, even though I'm sure if they're listening, they know about the blue tracks at Days of the Dead because we've been talking about it for a couple of years now. Uh, but let's, let's, let's pretend like we have new listeners, which we might. So, uh, you know, because I did a couple of conventions recently. Uh, what is the blue track of Days of the Dead? What, and uh, what is fr- special about Friday in particular? Uh, well, the blue track, to give me an overview, is basically days of the day giving me a room and a PA and turning me loose. <laughs> so I basically get to program an entire weekend full of entertainment for everybody. And what I figure is the black track, that is where all of the celebrity, you know, panels and that kind of thing are. And I figured, you know, I'm going to focus on more on, like we said, independent artists and you know all that cool stuff that's happening outside of that basically the black track is the hall of fame i've got the, the prospects and rookie cards so i'm gonna they're gonna call, the, tell you about your favorites i'm gonna tell you about your new favorite the whole thrust behind the blue track. a really strong independent film presence even on the black track which is actually 
what oh, yeah. off to the blue track is the independent film panel that you've done right, because I every was, year. I was hosting the yeah, I was, I've been hosting the independent uh, filmmaker panel on the black track since oh god, <laughs> six years ago, something like that. And then when the idea came up for the blue track, which all came out of um, Lauren, my girlfriend, works at DragonCon, and she took me in to, uh, you know, host some panels at it. And if anyone who's, you know, he knows anything about it, goes, there's 40 tracks of programming going on at all times, at least. And so I looked at Days of the Dead. I'm like, you know what? We need a new track of programming. So I, you know, told Adolfo, hey, tell you what, let me just turn me loose. Let me do my thing. And so, you know, of course, we started in Atlanta, which was cool because that's my city. I know every all the cool artists here. I knew exactly what to put out in front of people, and it was a hit. And so we made one full loop around, and we're getting ready. To, you know, we had our second Atlanta show, which was amazing. It went great. We were, you know, at least double our attendance last year in every single one. And now we've got another new show in Charlotte, and then we're going to truck on to all the rest of the shows. It's going to be awesome. And Friday night, what I – you know, it's fun because on the blue track because most of the real hardcore partying and as far as official uh, stuff on the uh, black track goes on on Saturday night time entertainment on Friday night. And so, you know, basically and, Friday night, I'm throwing a party. And I was talking with one of those people on the track that on yesterday I was on the Necrocasticon and Ryan Cadaver of the Caster Keisters was gracious enough to come on the show. So thank you again, Ryan, for that. Uh, and he is going, he talked about the special thing you guys are doing in the evening with the release party and the new album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be a tent. But that is the second event. We've got another event coming up at 8. Oh, yeah, awesome. you've got the gospel thing. Oh, right? yeah, Sin and Salvation. Were, uh, were, you at the Sin, awesome. were you at the Sin and Salvation show in Atlanta? No, I missed it. I didn't actually make it to it, so I was going to try to catch it this uh, time. Well, the way this works is this is a uh, a band called Graveyard Gospel, who are, uh, I call them the Southern Gothic Tent Revival. It's, they, they're like the undead troubadours of the, I don't I don't know, they're hard to describe, but they're they're an amazing band. They've, uh, they feature uh, Cliff, who is in the cast of Creatures. It's, uh, it was his band before he joined the Casted Creatures. They're so good. And they've, you know, they've got rave reviews at every show they've performed for me so far. And we're teaming them up with the Riot Kittens, which is a horror out of Charlotte. And so yeah. we're going to have the band, the, the band and Burlesque, Graveyard Gospel, and these tantalizing ladies. So it's Sin and Salvation. Oh, and, and I bet you if Queenie was show. listening right now, you had her at Burlesque right now. So Queenie's probably going, yeah, Burlesque girls, you know. So we got to get Queenie out to a Days of the Dead sometime. Oh, my God. I need to get Teamy out to a convention at some point. It, it, it's oh, like, definitely. you know, it's so weird. I haven't actually met. We've been doing this now for four years together, and we have never met in person. Isn't that bizarre and wonderful at the same that time? Is. That's crazy. I didn't um, realize you two had never met. That's nuts. No, we have never met, which is weird. I've met so many people in the madness. You know, I've always made it a deal to go out and meet the people that I meet online, especially when it comes to right. horror geeks. Um, I mean, and that I haven't met Queenie is kind of insane, actually. I've never done that. Um, it looks like we have a caller. I think it's one of my sexy witches. Let's see if we'll bring them on. Hello, you're on with the sexy witches. 
it's me, the girl with no voice, who completely spaced uh, and forgot that the podcast was even going on. <laughs> well, so it is a sexy witch, Erin Marie. Erin Marie, we're on with Nathan Hamilton. Uh, What's up, Aaron? Sexy porn I was just listening uh, to the, you know, the burlesque. That's what I'm looking forward to now. <laughs> well, it's early, I, you're, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, I, I definitely we're gonna check that out. Um, one of the things that's happening on the shenanigans side, Nathan, is that Aaron Marie is turning forty. Oh wow! Yes. So there's going yeah. to have to be some uh, some serious mitations going on. There's a birthday. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. it's a birthday. I expect it yep. to be a massive party just for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funny thing is, is that usually Days of Dead Atlanta is your birthday party celebration, right, uh, Nathan? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. It is. So. Oh, and just so you know, if suddenly I disappear, a huge evil storm is coming through. So I hope I survive. Anyway, <laughs> just give you a heads up on that. If suddenly is it going to whisk you away to Oz? Um, it, it very well might. Um, a couple days ago, we had a big storm come through, and it it snapped one of our trees. And as Aaron Marie can attest, we have very large trees. So if it snapped a branch, and we just pruned. So these little trees were, like, healthy and robust, and it snapped it like a twig. Uh, so, okay. yeah, we've had some storms lately. Um, so that's an old part of the fun. So <clears throat> getting back to the blue track. So we have the, 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 the first group then. And then what happens after the, there's two live, well, it's not, the second isn't live show. It's actually a listening party. So what happens yeah. after the first, so what's going on next? I'm just all fumbly. Give me a moment. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll take it from here. Uh, we got Sin and Salvation at 8. Like I said, amazing music, great burlesque. It's going to be a hell of an event. Then at 10 o'clock, we have the Casket Creatures Return to Wolf Tom listening party. Their album officially drops Saturday, May 19th. The night before, however, we are going to have a listening party where we're going to, A, listen to the album, and this will be the first chance that anyone outside of about three or four people have gotten to hear these songs, and they're going to, you know, explain, you know, that what they were thinking when they wrote it and talk about making the album and all that stuff. We're, you know, we're going to have a Q&A with them, and you will have the chance a few hours before anyone else to be the first to own a copy of Return to Wolf Time. And they'll be there to sign it. This is, you know, this is the big CD release party. And let me tell you guys, this album is great. I, you know, I... I do have a copy, and I've been driving around listening to it since, you know, since it was given to me, and it hasn't left my CD player, and it's awesome. I love this album. You're going to love it, too. So come out, listen to the Casket Creatures' new album with the Casket Creatures, hear them tell you all about making it and the writing of the songs, and uh, if you want the first to own it, get it signed. It's going to be awesome. And they're really guys, guys, and uh, they, they're very fun to be around. And, and they also will be performing live the next day on Saturday on the main stage after the VIP party, the VIP party, I think it's like nine o'clock and then they're performing at 10 with captain and Maybell as usual doing some side show extravaganza for us who I adore them as well. And they will also be on the blue track on Saturday as well, I believe. Right. Absolutely. Let me say one more quick thing about cast creatures. I've heard this. Yeah, oh, go for I, it. I, I go, I, I go back with those dudes for years. I've, you know, I've directed videos for them, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so people like 
you know, I had a couple people actually raise an eyebrow about me holding the listening party on the event. And I'll, let me tell you, if I didn't know any of these guys, I would still be a huge fan of this band because their music is just that damn good. So this has, you know, it, it doesn't matter if I know these guys or not. You know, if you know them or not, listen to the, come listen to the tunes, and if you're not sold, well, shit, I don't know what to tell you, man. You need better taste in music. Well, my metal my metal uh, podcast I'm doing now, the Necrocasticon, I've converted three. Those three guys can't wait for the album, and they're preaching it far and wide so that someday they can do a northern uh, leg of a tour, so they can see them too. <laughs> so uh, oh, that would be so they're awesome. all a bunch of they're all a bunch of Syracuse boys, and you know, so they they, they don't get down to El- Atlanta as often as they would like, but they. Re- like they really were impressed with what they heard. They got to hear what I think a cut ahead of time. Uh, so right. it was, it's cool. I'm really excited for them and uh, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, they deserve a lot of happiness. They had a rough year. We all know why um, we talked about that on the show as well. Uh, but uh, they, they, you know, watching them rebound and continue and persevere is encouraging always. Yeah. It's, it's been, like you said, there, there was, a really rough time there, but now they've, you know, they're using, they're almost using that as a renewed vigor when they play and get on stage to like, you know, carry on what they were doing because that's what Tony would have wanted, you know? So they, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of bands that that would, you know, a tragedy like that would completely derail any momentum they have, but they are going the exact opposite direction with it and using it to fuel them to just, you know, play harder be better and have more fun, you know? Uh, you know, uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, day to the dead for me. Cause this is the first time that my husband is actually going to join me for the convention. So I, you know, I've always kind of liked how, even though I like being married for the most part, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of nice when I'm doing the podcasting thing because I'm, you know, my own woman, people know me before they knew my husband, you know, that kind of thing, you know, which is uh, an issue sometimes with the women in horror panel. We were talking about that with um, Lynn Hansen, who is a wonderful filmmaker in her own right, but sometimes she gets put in uh, you're our dress wife, right? And no, she's right. Lynn Hansen, she's the filmmaker, you know. So I digress. But you know what I'm talking about, so – but it'll still be really neat because, you know, I, I'm, he's, a, he's a sound engineer and music is his thing. So I can't wait to take him to Casket Creatures to see the show. Yeah, it's so cool. I've seen him finish. forever. Yeah, no, he, 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 he doesn't usually come to conventions. He tends to enjoy the hotel aspect of it more than the con itself. Uh, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's going to take full advantage of both the hotels we're staying in. Uh, I was told that the hotel – in Charlotte, will sometimes keep the uh, pool open all night for the horror conventions, and I thought that was very nice right. of them. So That's yeah, very so cool. they'll be yeah. So we might have pools all night, which is awesome. Um, so bring your swimsuits. No, we don't want any. Uh, as much as we love shenanigans, we don't want ball sacks. No, no ball sacks. Uh, I mean, Aaron Marie might, but I don't. So you know. Anyway. Well, way to kill a uh, good time there, man. <laughs> I know. I'm such a buzzkill, aren't I? Uh, so, um, so great. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Is that everything on the blue track on Friday? Is there anything, Anne Marie, you want to ask Nathan? Or? That's just Friday. So Friday we got the, uh, the Saturday is when, of course, 
we kick into full gear. Um, and it starts early with, uh, like I said, Captain and Maybell, and they're going to do their clown pro- panel, which I saw them do at Days of Atlanta. I'm sure they might have evolved it a little since then, but they have a clown panel. Those, and I, yeah, I love Captain Thomas with them. For those of you who aren't familiar with Captain and Maybell, anything circus or sideshow related, well, they are – you know, the for the first couple of sideshows, they are own, God, I don't even know how many world records. They're amazing performers and historians. So anything involving the circus or the sideshow, there is no one better to take you into. And clowns, I know, for, are a big interest for both of them. So, like, they are way into the whole clown thing. So send in the clowns is going to be an awesome panel. They're going to discuss clowns throughout history from – you know, Lon Chaney on up. So, you know, all the crazy psycho clowns all throughout horror, they're going to explore them during that panel. So that's at noon. And, and you, I love clowns. And, you know, like like scary and regular clowns. I like them both. And I know a lot about oh, yeah. both. So Maybill and I had a long conversation, especially because the year before I had actually worked at the Smithsonian Folklife Festival and it was circus art. So I was actually hands-on with some of the most famous clowns in the world. And that was really neat. So I got to tell them, like, well, there, because, you know, there's this line, like, all the horror clowns love regular clowns, but not all regular clowns love horror clowns, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> there's a divide, and we need to bring them together. And I think Maybell and, and Captain Maybell are actually the people that can do that. They can bring the two worlds together. Because I did oh, yeah. notice when I did, I, I had to do a debate why not scary clowns right i was the only pro scary clown except for one guy the sword swallower he was the only person on the panel that was backing me and the use of scary clowns and i, and I guess those sideshow guys get it right so yeah, <laughs> they, exactly. they, there's a place for scary clowns there's a place for real clowns and no you don't take a, your two-year-old to see the scary clown movie unless they're really really twisted like yourself, but most two-year-olds just want to see, you know, they don't want to see clowns. They want to see puppies and flowers and whatever, you know. <laughs> so, you know, they're kids. Scary you know, clown anyway, puppies. I just, scary clown puppies. That, isn't that like in that Hulk movie that Alan Lee did? Didn't they have like a po- French poodle-like Hulk clown poodle? I don't, don't you remember that? It was really stupid. I don't, anyway, but I would totally I was, go see it. An evil clown puppy movie. <laughs> I would see. Well, I'll see anything with the evil clown. But yeah, evil clown puppies might be fun. <laughs> um, so, um, so we start right off the bat with the with scary clowns, and I don't have the schedule in front of me, which is so unprofessional. I know, I know. I do. What was the next thing? Okay, what was the At next thing? At one o'clock is our oh, is that the, one, the heart and soul is that the of one the blue o'clock? track. I'm off by an hour. Okay, so that's yeah, one the, o'clock, o'clock is the I'm, independent horror filmmakers panel. Duh, I should have known that. I, I was off by an hour. I couldn't remember if Maybell was eleven or twelve. They're at twelve, so one o'clock is the independent film. And boy, you've got some awesome people on there. I know a few, quite a few of them that are going to be on there. And one of them in particular, I believe, is Christopher Moore is going to be on there, and he also has a <laughs> film a, a film short playing at Days of the Dead. Actually, a, a few people. Most of this, most of my uh, panel actually is has stuff playing there. I know uh, Stephen Nemeth. Yeah. He has a short play in there. Uh, Christopher Forbes has a feature play in there, which also involves uh, one of the ladies from your panel, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, yep. 
I'm not 100 percent sure Stephen Gilliam does, but he uh, he's involved with uh, Wages of Sin, which is a great filmmaking collective. They they got all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, Christopher Moore, like you said, uh, Brooklyn Ewing, of course, did. Uh, she was so pretty, and she was so pretty too. She was so pretty too is going to be playing at Days of the Dead. But we'll again we'll get to that in a few minutes. And of course, Robert Hall. I mean, you know, friggin' the the guy who made came up with Chrome Skull. For crying out loud, and he's worked on Robert everything Hall, from you know. He, Everything he from the, like, Sarah Roger Corman movies to Teen Wolf on MTV. Like, he's everything. That dude's done everything. So, I mean, it's a really secretary. strong Remember, he said that. Yes, he, he worked said on he did secretary. The stars so my secretary. My favorite shot in the movie, too. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, and like I said, he discovered Sarah Trost, who I'm a huge fan of, the Trost family. And I was in their movie. As you know, <laughs> I'm going to remind you. Hey, guys, do you know that I was in a movie with the Trost family? Oh, really? If I, you yeah, really, that. I was. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a movie, and it comes out in uh, October. So I'm going to find a way to incorporate it into the madness. Um, you know, there might be another uh, road trip points for the Nightmares Film Festival. <laughs> Uh, but oh, we'll yeah. look at that in a few months. So anyway, uh, so what going I like back about to this our lineup, what I really yeah, like about the lineup on this one, and the, like the, I didn't even plan it this way really, but the way it came together is it runs the gamut from you know in all levels of experience, all levels of exposure, all levels of budget. Like you've got you know someone you know from someone making a movie like Laid to Rest all the way down to people whose work is primarily on YouTube and all of them, you know, and everything in between and all of them just as viable as the other. So it's cool because it's such a range of different experiences to hear about and learn about and draw from. So I'm really looking forward to the, I always look forward to the independent horror filmmakers panel. Like I said, uh, that's, I do too. that's the heart and soul of the blue track. So but I will say, one. though, this year's lineup is particularly spot. It always is spot. But you've got th- – this This is lineup maybe even a tad better than we had in Atlanta, and that's saying a lot when it comes to the independent. Well, there's some overlap, obviously, but I didn't get to have Brooklyn Ewing on my panel because she had to drop out at the last minute, and you got her on there. So congratulations. I'm really excited to see Brooklyn Ewing and her and her movie, too, actually, for obvious reasons. Easy we'll talk about in a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but so if you go to the independent film panel, I, I highly recommend that you do it at one o'clock um, and at two o'clock. If you already want to see if you're not bored, I'll, you won't be bored. Oh, what? That's not a little, a little scratch. That. No, what I'm saying is if you want more, there we go. If you want more, we do two hour block this time. We did a two hour block in Atlanta. We did a two hour block. So it's really not. A two different panels. It's more like an A and B panel. So you have the independent horror panel, and then the B panel is going to be the women of independent horror panel, which is actually a little bit more focused because it is a little bit more female-centric. But really, there's not much difference because on an independent film level, we're all doing basically the same kind of thing. We're all having the same issues with budget, trying to get our shit made, people paying attention to us, distribution issues. It's all the same issues. (laughs) So... And that's actually what's the greatest things about these panels is learning how to get around those issues or how to break through those barriers. And, and I'm really excited to have the women of my panel on there. Uh, one of them is actually a business partner to uh, 
uh, to a person I had in Atlanta, Vanessa Ionta Wright, and her business partner is Sam Kolsnick. Uh, she will be on the panel along with, why don't you explain to, about all the other lovely ladies? Because you know them way more than, way better than I do. I am just getting to know these ladies. But, boy, do they have a solid body of work on there. Uh, uh, it's amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. You take this one. You take this. This is your show. This is all you. Oh, no, well, I'm still researching. So that's why I wanted you to talk about because you know them better. But, uh, like, I, I know a couple of them. Like I said, I know Karen Kolsnick because she's done I Baked the Cake, and she helped with the uh, PSA um, with the – I think a couple of them did PSAs for the charity this year for the blood drive, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got uh, yeah. Christine see, oh, Parker. See, yeah. We got I, England I know, Simpson. Know these li- England Simpson. I don't know her that well. Can you tell me about England Simpson? I'm still less learning about I, these lovely I ladies. Honest, I honestly don't either. I'm, I'm, I, will, I, will get, I will learn more about their work at the panel because I'm <laughs> right now, honestly, I am watching everything that everyone on the, my panel has done, and I only have time for that at the moment. So I haven't really gotten to delve into the work of the ladies yet. So that's why I'm really looking forward to the independent, uh, the women of independent art panel because I'm going to be learning stuff, man. Yeah, well, same here. I, I do know, like, uh, Christine Parker is a part of Six, Six Chick Flicks, and Six Chick Flicks is a yeah. film festival. Uh, so I know that there's that. And I know that also uh, England since, uh, has a company called 30 Sad Face Productions, which has won a few awards and things like that. But the one I know the best is, of course, is Above the Line Artistry. Uh, and that's the one that Vanessa I own to write and her business partner. I can't wait to meet her. Sam Kolsnick is on the show. Uh, do you know how to pronounce Michelle's last name? Because last night when we were talking about her, I wasn't sure I knew how to pronounce it. I didn't want to do it I'm on air. I'm not 100 sure, but I believe if I were just going to look at it, I'm guessing it's Iana Tuono. Yeah, that would be but, um, Michelle Iana Tuono. Tuono. If she calls in, she might please make sure that you give us the right pronunciation of your name. And uh, yes, please, I really appreciate it. The problem with I would really hate to butcher yeah, it. Yeah, it's a problem with Facebook. You know, I see these people's faces and names, but sometimes they have no idea how to pronounce them. Uh, so, because right. it's all in print. Uh, she's part of Octopunk Media, uh, and I believe Sam Kolsnick is also, if I remember right, some of these women are associated with the women of in Horror Festival that's happening in September as well. So yeah, there's, this, this is, you know, we had Etheria Film Festival uh, represented on the last panel in Atlanta, so it's nice, and we had women in Horror Festival uh, Oh, it looks like we got a goal. Yay. Uh, I get a shot the- if there's a goal. <laughs> Red hey, Click, yeah, the so, one yeah, we so haven't mentioned yet, the one we haven't mentioned yet here in panel, Jezebel and I, or Annette, I'm not yeah. 100% sure, but she actually, uh, a movie she produced and co-stars in called Blood River is showing at Days of the Dead. Oh, that's right. She, that's right. Blood River is showing. Yeah, but she's a filmmaking partner of Christopher Forbes. They do a lot of work together. And so, you know, she's worked a lot with them. And uh, Blood River, go check that flick out while you're there. Hello? I think we may have lost her. Did we? <laughs> Did the Probably. storm blow her away? <laughs> uh, I'm confused. Quite is possibly. So, are we still on the air? Yeah, uh, yes. I can oh, assure sweet. you of that. <laughs> 
because it's happened before to Aaron and I. All right. We just talked at the end of an episode for five minutes nonsensical because she got dropped. All right, well, I'll just just keep going down the schedule if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's cool with me. I need to know about the schedule because I'm I'm going to miss I'm going to miss Friday night, unfortunately. I'm going to get there probably Aww. about me. You're not going to be there. I'm alive. I'm alive. Here you no, are. There she is. There she Woo. is. All right. So I'm so glad. I'm sure you guys filled the, the dead air with wonderful uh, musings about Jezebel, Arnett, and Blood River and anything else I missed because my headset uh, yeah, yeah, was dead. Exactly but the power good. didn't go out. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> I'll find out for sure right. tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, I, so I'm Please. looking for the panel because I have to meet these late, lovely ladies. Uh, and, um, you know, I just wanted to say one thing about female and women in horror panels. And it was something that Stacey Pippi said, and it echoed something that one of my teachers used to tell me. And it's it, all we want isn't, we don't want it, we don't need to push to the front of the line. We don't want to do any of that. We just want to have the door not closed and our chance to fail as well. Well, I'm going to tell you very honestly, I thought long and hard about whether or not I wanted to have a women of independent horror panel because my, the personal way I've always felt is I don't like that women filmmaker is a thing. I don't like that minority filmmakers a thing. I don't like that gay filmmakers a thing. They're all just filmmakers to me. So I, my thing has always just been, don't, you know, don't have any differences. Just put them all on the same stage, treat them all the same, and just have an independent horror film. Because I've had, you know, every demographic you can think of on that panel. But then when I started gathering information, you know, information about filmmakers that were going to be in Atlanta, I saw like such a huge, you know, number of females that were really representing in Atlanta. And so I, you know, I decided, hey, I'll give the ladies their own panel. And there was such a huge response to it. So I'm like, there's no way I cannot continue that. It was, I mean, the energy from it was so positive, and everyone was so supportive of all. And you know, the ladies were so, you know, had so much fun on the panel. We're all cool together. And like, you know, it put any, you know, doubt I had about should I do, you know, a specific women panel, it put it all to rest. And now I'm, you know, full fledged doing that going forward. And it just show, you know, it's just really a showcase. It's, you know, it's just like, you know, look, you know. Here, here it is. Forty percent of the work above and below the wine and horror is done by women, and we're one of the only few genres that has that many people working above and behind the scenes. Uh, you know, uh, Hollywood can't say that. You know, <laughs> and so it, it's 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 horror. Horror is always the one that steps up to the plate when it comes to the edginess, um, our taboo subjects, what we like to talk about. Doesn't matter you know, any subject, you know. No subject is sacred in horror. All of it is. There's a chance you can explore any topic, and anybody can explore anything. And the idea, and there's this idea that actually, um, since you've started this panel, Nathan, there's been a meme popping up in my thread by a, a guy. I'm pretty sure it's a guy who's like, "Well, women can't be hard enough to find to create horror that's effective." They keep telling Wait, me what? this, like, okay. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've had this cut. I don't know who's doing this exactly, but they keep like, like quietly budging me, saying, "No, nope, women really can't do horror." And I'm like, "Really? You know, have you seen what women put up with? 
<laughs> yes, we can. Anybody who we thinks women can. can't do horror just doesn't know many. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny because you know we're gonna have um, Stephen Barrow on in a few minutes to quickly preview uh, the Serbian film screening in L.A. Do you know how many women I know say that's their favorite horror film? I hear more, many more women, including one of the Soska sisters, say that the Serbian film is their favorite film. Is that a film that a woman's supposed to quote unquote like? Well, uh, that, was my, that was that was absolutely my favorite film that I watched of the Video Nasties year. I, I love the Serbian. It, 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 it's absolutely a stereotype of what we can create and what we can like. You know, uh, you know. As a matter of fact, one of the funniest things I saw at Texas Frightmares, guys, this woman had this shirt that said, "You what? You don't? I, it said what? You don't like the a Serbian film? Fuck you and your baby." That's what it actually said. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so you know, it's, you know, we can do we can do anything, and and all of us, and Christopher Moore, and 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 my boy on the other panel, and and and. You know, what's his name? Marcus Hall and Brooklyn Ewing. And I want to thank again Brooklyn Ewing for making the flyers. She really rocks it with these flyers. They're handsome. And they come. Yeah, and they come. If you Google it on Facebook, they pop right up, which is great because they're so pretty and and gorgeous. And I don't know Christopher Forbes or Stephen Gilliam, but I can't wait to meet him as the entire panel, the women's panel. It's going to be a lot of fun. But wait, there's more. Let's. Oh, we're a running a little more. bit. There's a lot more. We haven't even talked about what's the main guest lineup yet, and you should finish up with the blue track. What's happening right. on Saturday, and a quick overview on Sunday, and then we're going to talk about the guest, the main, the main party. What's happening on the black right. track? Because we do want to talk about the main tracks. All righty. At three o'clock, we have household horror makeup with my boy Martin Berry. He's a friend of mine from way back in the netherworld days. Me and him used to uh, cause nightmares and soil drawers together in netherworld. And he's going to be showing you how to create great horror makeup effects with stuff you already have in your house. So that's going to be more of a structural type panel. Then at four, we got one I'm really excited about. There's a group called Bigfoot 911 that is based in North Carolina. They are uh, actually having a festival this. I think it's September, which uh, me and the cast creatures and a bunch of us are planning on going up for which is going to be really cool. And um, they're coming in and doing Bigfoot in the Carolinas at 4 o'clock, where they're going to talk all about, you know, Sasquatch and his activities in the uh, in the Carolinas. That's going to be awesome. Then at 5 is this, – this event is kind of my pet project. I want to make this a thing because I think this can be really cool. And I went around once with it. It did pretty good. In Atlanta, it did really good, so I'm really hoping it's you know picking up steam because the more people that participate, the more awesome it's going to be. That's the terror trade swap meet. This is what happens is you know everyone's got movies they don't want. Well, you know basically you know maybe you've seen it too many times, maybe you just didn't dig it, maybe you bought the Blu-ray and don't want the DVD anymore, whatever. Bring those movies and memorabilia too. We've had people bring toys and action figures and posters and everything you think of, and we're all going to trade. We're going to swap meet. You know, we're all going to just get in a room. The only rule, no money changes hands, only trades. And it's a cool way to, you know, get some new stuff and pass on stuff to another good home. And I had someone tell me at the last one that it was cool because they came to Days of the Dead. 
they didn't have any money to buy any anything for as a souvenir to take home to get anything new. So they came to that uh, territory swap meet and left them a whole bunch of new stuff. So it's you know it's a win for everybody. Territory swap meet is great. And then at seven o'clock we have the Southeast premiere of She Was So Pretty too. That's Brooklyn Ewing's new film. It's a sequel to She Was So Pretty, and that is an outstanding flick. So that's um, and it's going to be over in time to go to the main track and watch the casket creatures. Then on Sunday at 2 p.m. I'm sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, Aaron Marie, guess what kind of movie this movie is? What? It's a horror, it's a holiday horror film. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh. It's a Christmas movie. So, once again, my madness theme this year is holiday horror and holiday anthology movies, horror anthology movies. So, Brooklyn Ewing's movie is right up our alley. It's really funny how things always kind of seem to fall into place for the madness. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, because, you know, the woman who won Chattanooga's Audience Award, Rebecca McKendry, her movie was a Christmas holiday anthology, too, and she's going to possibly be on the show in September for the madness I, it, it just kind of how it works. And Tales from the Hood comes out in September, which is a horror anthology. Uh, so, yeah, how does that work? It, I, I, I love it. Anyway, get back to we have still six months till madness. Right now we are focusing on Days of the Dead. I'm so busy in a great way, Nathan. It's my hair. My brain <laughs> just goes, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, it Having is too much to do is always better than the alternative. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, so, yeah, so you go see Casket Creatures, and then Sunday there's going to be a bunch of shorts, I believe, right? Yes. On the blue track? Yes. Yeah. No, on the blue, t- on the blue, uh, the shorts are running in the film room. On the blue track, what we got going on. Oh, that's on, right. Is it t- at my 2 bad, o'clock my on Sunday? On two, at 2 o'clock on Sunday, we have a panel called Breathing Life into Your Haunt Monster. Uh, my buddy Jason Dentino, is, he runs, uh, oh, God. Haunted, I can't remember the name of this haunt off the top of my head. He's going to kill me for not remembering it. But it's there just outside of Charlotte. Him, his buddy Thomas Braswell, and myself, who between the four, the three of us, we have a, a combined over 50 years of haunt experience, are going to be talking about how to take your haunt character to a new level and, you know, really embody that character, give it a backstory, breathe life into it, and figure out who they are so you can really, you know, bring that performance to, you know, like I said, another level. And then at 3 o'clock, we've got the horror, the Carolina Horror Authors Showcase. Three North Carolina-based horror authors, John Hartness, Nicole Kurt, and Tanya Brown, are going to read selections from their terrifying tomes and are going to be, you know, talking all about, you know, doing a reading and talking about where you can find their stuff and basically introducing you to their work, which is really cool because I um, – Atlanta was, it was this year was the first time I had uh, authors on the track, and we had a really good response. It was really fun. It was great to sit there and listen to them. And the the best way to experience an author's work, you know, next to reading it yourself, is to hear it in their own voice. You know, which is you know I always like that because you know everyone reads it different, and to hear them read it the way they meant for it to sound is a really cool experience. So that. Our author showcase is always really cool. And I want to mention real quick that we do have a vendor table for the blue track. So from Friday on Friday night, go see the Riot Kittens there. On Saturday from 11 to 1, Brooklyn is going to be there selling her stuff. And then 1 to 4, cool. Bigfoot 911 is going to be there. England Simpson is going to be there from 4 to 7. 
Then on Sunday from 11 to 3, our three of our authors are going to be there selling their books. And from 3 to 5, Jason's going to be there, and he's going to be promoting his haunt. So there you go, man. There's the blue track. So much going on. Fabulous. Fabulous on the blue track, and it's going to be a lot of fun. No matter what time you hit it, there's going to be something to do. And that is just the blue track because we got the main track, and the main track this year, the headliners are the D. Uh, D Snyder from Twisted Sister, which is like which a is the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about D Snyder. Not necessarily because he was a great musician, but because of what he did against the PMRC and his congressional hearing in the '80s. Yeah. I was he made that me an instant na- hero, national hero, national treasure hero. Uh, he almost ruined his own career over that, and he was so brave, and he was an example to the world. And so D Snyder's rules. My other favorite person, and once again, I have more shit for her to sign because I will forever be adding to my Elvira collection. Cassandra Peterson is going to be there, which is so awesome. Uh, I've met her a couple times, and every time I have to meet her, I just got to go up and see her because she's, like, absolutely my hero. Love Cassandra Peterson. Uh, Vinnie Vincent, I think from po- – Vinnie Vincent is going to be there, right, from Poison? Is absolutely. he from Poison? Right, yeah, and uh, Linda Blair. And, of course, you're going to – you know, we always love Linda Bear. I've actually never met Linda Bear, so that'll be cool. And, um, you know, and right with Linda Bear, you got Linnea Quigley. And then, of course, you have the regular con celebrities that we go love and dear, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Tony Todd, which I've never actually gone to a Tony Todd panel. So I definitely want to go to the Tony Todd panel. Uh, Tan Ramey and Derek Ramirez, uh, Linnea Quigley from Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I never met her. I'm really excited. Uh, the Linnea usual Friday the 13th suspect. Awesome. Yeah, everyone says she is. Um, there's a, a bunch. I mean, it keeps going. We got wrestling people, but the one in particular, the the the, the centerpiece of the of the track on the black track this year is the reunion of Nightmare on Elm Street three. It's its 31st anniversary. Um, it'll be host Heather Langenkamp and all the originals uh, lineup of the last of the Elm Street children, except for Patricia Arquette, will be there. Will Jennifer, Joey, Kincaid, woohoo, Kincaid. Philip and Taryn are all going to be there. Uh, so that's the that's the big thing, a big one o'clock panel in the black track. So the the main the one, show the is going to be jumping. The celebrity I am most excited to meet is because I've never gotten to meet Heather Langenkamp at all. Every time she's been at the day show, I've been so busy really? working, I've never gotten to. And I was I was I was Nancy from I was Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street for Halloween two years ago, and <laughs> I. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. But I've got a uh, I made one of the phones with the Freddy tongue sticking out for the costume, mm-hmm. and I want to bring it and get her to sign it. That would be perfect. Yeah. That idea. So great. Um, Heather Langenkamp is really great. She did the very first scares at the care convention that we went to, awesome. and on Sunday she sat in on the chair in the middle of the floor and let people cut locks of her hair off. She had a hairdresser cutting locks of her hair off that she sold for the charity. Oh, wow. That is some above and beyond shit right there. It really was. Yeah, she, she's a sweetie. And I, and I really like to pump her brain about makeup effects because a lot of people don't realize oh, she's yeah. very makeup artist, her makeup artist and is actually one of the leading makeup artist company owners in the world. 
A lot of people don't know about Heather. They only think about uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but she's got so much under there below the line that power that you don't even know. It's amazing. So uh, we're going to put Days of the Dead on hold just for a few moments. Uh, now, I do have Erin Marie here, Nathan, so you're welcome to book out if you want to. Uh, you're also welcome to stay because we're just going to have a quick wrap-up after um, Mr. Barrow is off the phone. Uh, but I am bringing on for a minute Stephen Barrow because uh, of Unearthed Films. He usually has a presence at um, he has a presence on Texas Frightmares, and he often has a presence at Days of the Dead, various Days of the Dead shows. Um, he is most known for his American Guinea Pig series. So please welcome to the show, Mr. Stephen Barrow. Hello, sir. You're on the sexy with the sexy witches. Hello, sexy witches. And Nathan. Hello. Long time no see. You trying to say I'm not sexy? (laughs) Well, I know you're a witch. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How's everybody doing? We're doing great. So we're talking about Days Days of the Dead Atlanta. I mean, or Days of the Dead in general, but in particular Charlotte, the show that's in a week. But uh, I wanted to take a little time of this and and highlight something that Unearthed Films is doing, and it's because and it kind of blows my mind because this is the first kind of event of its kind in the United States. Whose idea was it? And tell us about the first U.S. theatrical screening of a Serbian film that's happening this weekend in L.A. It was my crazy idea. Because <laughs> uh, we managed, I convinced Surjan to ship all of the props to the United States. And when we got all these things, I'm like, oh my God, we need to have some kind of exhibit and show these. And we've been working on a Serbian documentary for a while. And we were also just finalized the new 4K transfer of a Serbian film with brand new color correction. It looks amazing, it's gorgeous. And uh, the distributor before us, uh, they were afraid to show the uncut version. Uh, I think they showed it once or twice, but it was cut. And who the heck wants to go see a movie that's cut? So it's the first time we'll have a theatrical showing of the uncut version uh, with Serjan Spasajevic in uh, in house. He'll he'll be at the uh, exhibition signing limited edition posters and we're going to be selling all the props from the movie on eBay. Uh, it's going to get pretty wild. Um, and, uh, and then we got a, a guest star popping up. Uh, Jelena. Oh, I would probably mutilate her last name. <laughs> she was, uh, she played Milos's wife. Yeah. 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 She plays Milos's wife in a Serbian film. Uh, so uh, a lot of people are actually flying in for this. Uh, just because it's such a unique yeah, uh, experience because yeah do you have an initial head count do you know any pre-sale numbers oh yeah right now we're at 100 plus and 100 plus? the thing is we've had to 100 plus uh and the lethal amounts gallery said oh those stick the uh, the the last tickets will go really fast so uh yeah and that's just for the showing because, uh, you know, out here in Los Angeles, Hollywood, nobody knows what they're doing until the last minute because there's so much stuff going on. And uh, I actually took a look and saw what other horror movies are playing. And we're up against Psycho, 
and Chucky with Tom Holland in attendance. Oh, that's but, right. And and I I don't want to plug it, but I do. The Tom Holland one it sounds awesome too. <laughs> I was reading yeah. my friend uh, Beth Accomando <coughs> guest hosting that. Um, so. Yeah. There's so much to, this weekend all over the country there is stuff to do. So if you can't go to Days of Dead Charlotte or the Serbian film, there's just look in your own backyard and you can also check the Sexy Witches event page because I always have a large listing of our geek happenings across the United States. So I wanted to talk real briefly. I'm doing the Women of Independent Horror Film panel at Days of Dead Charlotte, and I did the one with Nathan uh, in Atlanta. And I was telling them that one of the things I find interesting about the Serbian film is when I bump into somebody that loves it, it's usually a woman saying it's their favorite film. And a lot of people wouldn't expect, quote, quote, a woman to like a a, a Serbian film. Now, why do you think it has such an interesting appeal? Uh, Because a Serbian film, let's face it, it's an acquired taste. Not every you have to be in the right mood to watch it, and you have to be prepared for it. But why do you think people really take it to heart? And some people say it's one of the best films they've ever seen. It's it's a powerful film. And, uh, I mean, some people are like, it glorifies pedophilia. And it's like, no, it doesn't, you idiots. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Uh, I I mean, my second ex-wife loved the movie. <laughs> That's even funnier. Um, but well, I one think of the because... said they loved it. Ooh, just one. <laughs> don't don't forget, I love it too. Yeah. Yeah, they both actually loved it, but one said it was their favorite. The other said Martyrs was their favorite. So either way, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either way. way. I mean, Martyrs Martyrs is up there for me. But as you can tell, with the, the way I'm giving the love to Serbian film, you know, I love this fucker. <laughs> oh, did I say oh, curse? Well, yeah. No, you oh, can you, it, it's, it's a fucking, fucking horror. Fucking, it's a horror podcast. You can fucking cough. <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, Good. So yeah. Matter of fact, so, uh, we had uh, we did a. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell it in a minute. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, Tom Holland is showing child's play, but he's in the U.S. This guy came in from Serbia. The actors came from Serbia. You'll probably never, ever see them again. <laughs> and, and and no one will see the baby. Somebody's going to buy the baby. And it's going to be in somebody's private collection. So this week is the only time you'll be able to see that. Well, there's no, it's not, you couldn't, it's pure silicone. It's not a sex doll. <laughs> You've seen the movie, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I was playing with Billy Pond's baby champ from Circus of the Dead at Texas mm-hmm. Frightmare. <laughs> we, were, mm-hmm. we were wrapping the cord around our necks and everything. So, you know, it's just part of doing things, right? But that's a different tone completely. Serbian film is a serious film. So I'm, thank you, for Stephen, for coming on. My, my course, I'm having a friend of Erin, my correspondent, a friend of her, her name is Tiffany Blem. She is uh-huh. going to be at the Serbian film screening. She's already bought her tickets. And she was super, super excited. So we're gonna rep- she's going to report back on the 22nd and say how the screening went. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it should go well. I mean, I just found out that a couple of high-name celebrities are coming. Oh, nice. Can you name right. drop them? Or, or can you hint I them? don't know. Uh, uh, Antichrist Superstar. 
Okay. And okay. Maniac. Oh, okay. Nice. And and I will say I'm not surprised about the latter. Yeah, no. Let's just say not at all. He's a huge horror fan. Visions. I my my vision is spectrally spectral vision. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. so Stephen, is there are there Anyways. any plans currently for doing uh, screenings anywhere else? Like taking the show on the road or anything, or is it just this one? It's it's this what? one with the props because we're selling the props. And the right. storyboards. I mean, the storyboards were doing like a lottery, to where you buy one for 150 bucks, but you don't know what you're gonna get. Cause I'm gonna choose at random. Cause the baby scene, there's three full pages of it in there, and the chick on the bed, there's like 15 pages of that. Uh, the storyboards are gorgeous. So, so yeah, so it's a one-time event for the exhibition. Uh, Cause the, the exhibition will cost me an arm and leg. <laughs> but. Right. For the screening of the uncut, I'm going to talk to Alamo and see if they'd be up for it. Oh, um, just because it is a new 4K, you know, and and I'm going to try and hit hit up some independent theaters and see if they're up for it. Because uh, the movie looks outstanding. I mean, if you look at the new version, compare it to the Blu-ray, you're like, what? What? Why did they even put that on Blu-ray? <laughs> hit, hit up the plaza, well, please. Well, it's it's such yeah, a beautiful shot movie. I mean, cinematography-wise, it is just jaw-droppingly gorgeous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've been watching. I've been looking at the 70 hours of behind-the-scenes footage that we have for the documentary and, and Surjan was like so technical, precise. Like I saw him jump up from the director's chair, run through the whole sound stage, go to the actor, and he moved his earring like like half a centimeter. And then he went back to the director's chair and he's like, Okay, now go <laughs> That's an off tour right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been working with the guy for a while now and he's a great guy. Uh he turned me on the cigars. Great. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Mr. Barrow, and, and, and have bourbons with you occasionally. And, um, and I'm so glad you came on, and I'm excited for you. And please, if you do go on tour with the Serbian film, I would ask you to contact me with the dates so I can make sure that they're posted. Oh, you got it. You got it. And, yeah, and it was, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen you, so – I got to end up doing some more Days of the Dead. It's just that ever since I moved to this side of the country, ouch, it's expensive yeah. to do shows on the other side. So, right. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. I, I'm from San Francisco, and it makes L.A.'s uh, cost of living pale in comparison. So I And I know it's outrageous there. So I hear you. Uh, at yeah. the same time, it's the, it's the land of fabulous jobs. So there's that, mm-hmm. too. And there's a lot of people who love L.A., and I can't pull Aaron Kogan out of there to save my his life if I wanted to. He loves it so much there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, so congratulations. Um, and thank you. thank you for calling in. And I'm going to let you go, sir, because I got to wrap up for the night. But do you have one final thing to say and then you're out? Yeah. Uh, the Song of Solomon is coming out August 14th. Oh, yeah. And then American Guinea Pig Sacrifice, September 15th. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Um, yeah. I hear there's a really good one out for the Song of sacrifice. Solomon. Yeah. Oh, I, I kind of want to know what – I was promised, like, a little surprise package and, and stuff for being person number 666 to donate. I'm still looking for the Song of Solomon stuff. 
throw in a copy of a Serbian film and I'll be happy. <laughs> I do I do have and, the and first pressed screeners here. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Can't well, wait to see it. I got to see a little bit of Song of Solomon. I didn't get to stay for the whole screening because of the shuttle at Texas mm-hmm. Frightmares. Uh, but Song of Solomon did play at Texas Frightmares, and a lot of people did have very positive things about it. So congratulations for a successful screening. Oh, thank you. It should and, be fun. I uh, think it'll blow everybody's heads off. <laughs> yeah, it's a good exorcist film for between friends is always a warm, fuzzy time. So enjoy it. Yep. And, yep. and uh and and we'll get back to you soon. So thank you for calling again, sir. Thanks, thank you, you so much, ladies and one gentleman. Uh, I'll talk yeah, to you later. Later. Well, good night. So. And that was Stephen Barrow in our films. Thank you for calling and plugging a Serbian film. And uh, the guinea pig series continues. Uh, before we go for the night, because this is kind of it for the night. This was a nice short show. Nathan, is there anything we need to absolutely cover uh, from the black or the blue track that we forgot to cover while we were talking to Stephen? Because I'm sure you remembered something. Uh, before we get to that, I, I want, if I may, I want to tell a quick Serbian film story right quick. Um, Go for this it. Was, Go for it. We got time. This was, this was when it came out. Like, I, had, I, bought a, you know, I bought a bootleg from Serbia because that was the only way anyone outside of Serbia could get it at that point which I'm really excited to have an actual really good, legit release coming, which is awesome. But I, I had bought this bootleg, and it was the full uncut version. And um, a friend of mine, I was going over to his house on Christmas, and he asked me to bring movies. And I said, what do you want me to bring? He said, bring the most fucked up movie you own. So I took Serbian film. <laughs> and me and this group of people – watched it by the light of a Christmas tree, which was an incredibly surreal experience. <laughs> you know, I was sitting there in the, the house decorated for Christmas by the light of the tree, and they, this particular group of friends still refers to that as the year Nathan ruined Christmas. <laughs> I, was, I, I have it. never been allowed to pick movies for movie night since. Well, well, they, they, they asked, asked you to bring them up. to pray. They should have known better. I mean, they only had anything. their we, self I, to I, blame. I, exactly. Yeah, that, that, I mean, if I asked you to send them, it, I actually would have probably gotten excited when you put it in. If I said, Nathan, give me the most depraved thing you have. And believe me, I've seen some depraved stuff in your collection. I saw that, like, butthole thing that first Days of the Dead. <laughs> what is that again? The, <laughs> with the guys with the monkeys <laughs> and the underwear? <laughs> Crazy yes. Oh. I, I, I love these ones. That butthole thing. <laughs> that butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that butthole. Well, yeah, everyone's yelling butthole, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's well, what well, I yeah, remember. Cause you got, like, cause you take a shot every time you see a butthole. That's 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 yeah. the tradition for the crazy days. Yeah. Take. It, it comes it out to something like uh, twenty-seven shots in an hour and a half, I think. <laughs> So I do love it because it has segments of street trash and a few other films I love. And oh, that, yeah. that group. Any, that anyone clip, who's not familiar but, with this, the Crazy Dave Tate is a is a I don't, can't call it a movie, but it's a it's a cinematic experience where they take it's, it's a scrapbook. You know, yeah, they take stuff from horror movies, weird pop culture stuff, and bizarre porn, and cut it all together. 
rapid fire to where your brain never has time to get used to anything before it has something else crazy thrown at it. And it's a hell of an experience. Yes. And, uh, you know, those tapes often sometimes circulate on the down low when they're not being highlighted in the main, uh, in the main uh, uh, event, which it isn't this year, but I'm sure if you ask, you could probably get a copy of it, uh, which brings us back to the one thing we didn't actually talk about was the film festival this year at Days of the Dead. I wanted to give it a quick shout out because my friend on Friday at midnight is I'm dreaming of a white doomsday. He got into all of the Days of the Dead and he, Atlanta had the seven o'clock screening this year. This time he has the midnight screening and, uh, uh, I can't wait to see how this plays to a midnight crowd because I know the big ending. Did you see the big ending to I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday, Nathan? Oh, yeah, I've seen the flick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how do you it's, think it's going to reach this audience? Oh, I don't know. God, it's. I don't know either. I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a feel good hit of the year. Um, oh, well. <laughs> At Scares and Cares, we were making a joke that we're going to have, like, puppies outside the door. So when people leave, we can hand them a puppy, and they'll feel better. So maybe I'll do that. That might be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it it is the most depressing film, this side of Grave of the Fireflies. And if people know what Grave of the Fireflies is, you're going to be like, holy fucking shit, right? (laughs) So, yes, go ahead, Aaron. I remember when I when I first talked to when I first talked to him, I told him that he made the most depressing movie since Old Yeller. So. <laughs> Pretty much. So, but on a happier note, Saturday opens with a bang. My boy Richard Tanner and my girl Daniel Page's film Frankenstein. So, as cool as Frankenstein is, I really want to hear their about their new film they're developing, The Trap House of the Living Dead. Just the name alone, I'm on fucking board. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, it's just you, forgot, like, yeah. you forgot to mention but, that uh, you got forgot to mention that Frankenstein stars a certain blue track programmer. Oh yeah, uh, 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 yeah, it does. You are in that aren't you, as the main villain. <laughs> yep, hmm, that's right. Hmm. Oh, and I also forgot to mention at nine o'clock on on Friday, uh, the guys who directed the barn, their follow up ten thirty one is playing. I really want to go is. see that. Uh, Have you so seen it? Don't forget that. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, it's so, cool. Um, that one's cool. Yeah, I have the bar. I actually have the barn on my uh, my DVD player right now because I'm re- watching it for the madness preparation. So, um, uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's cool. I am really looking forward to that. Um, the Ethereal Film Festival again playing on Saturday. Uh, Blood River. We mentioned Blood River. Um, there's the dark, uh, dark. Uh, Dark Military, which I don't know much about, but it sounds interesting. Uh, this year's uh, Night Owl Theater will be a nightmare in Elm Street in honor of uh, Heather Langenkamp. Kind of wish they were showing Dream Warriors, but it, I'm cool with Nightmare in Elm Street. Um, do we know what films are going to be playing on the tear from the 80s secret movie? Do we have any hints yet? I'm sworn to secrecy. Ah, dude. Uh, last Not even it was swap thing with Ray because of Ray Wise um, at Days of Dead Atlanta, which was a pleasant surprise because I love that movie. 
And then I got to see Adrienne Barbeau a couple of times in the last year, so which she hasn't aged a day. She is still amazing. Uh, so there's always a good choice on the tear from the 80s. So look, it's always someone who's been is at the show. It always features people that are on one of the major panels. So we'll see. Uh, and then last but not least, Sunday, we have a movie called Second Chances at 9. And then, like I said, the shorts program. Uh, the uh, Sunday shorts includes Gut Punch, which is uh, my friend Christopher Moore's movie, um, I know I've been mentioned his name a few times, but he made a film that really everyone needs to see at least once called Knob Goblins, <laughs> which is really silly, but a lot of fun. But then he flips it on his ear and does a really interesting zombie film called uh, Disengaged, which is about completely shift in tone from anything else he does. So I like filmmakers that do that. The Dollmaker is also part of this list, which is a a local person in all my area. She's the director. Uh, so um, th- that's it. The film festival is fantastic as usual. Matter of fact, I even think it might be a little bit better than what we had in Atlanta. And we had a pretty good one in Atlanta. Uh, and um, there's really not much yeah, more to say about Days of the Dead. Yeah, Jason Hoover is – I was going to say, Jason Hoover always curates it, and he's always doing a good job on the film festival every year. That's all I was saying. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like I said, the um, we really have a three ring circus thing going on at Days of the Dead. Like you know, we've got that we've got the film fest, we've got the black track, we've got the blue track going on all at the same time. So it's like, oh okay, the the, the clowns in Ring One aren't really your flavor. Check out the acrobats in Ring Two. If you know the acrobats aren't really your thing, go check out the animal acts in Ring Three. Like there's always something cool going on. A lot of times there's more than one thing you'll be interested in. You may have to choose, but it's always cool. I've been way too much cool stuff, you know, than the alternative. And that's not even counting the vendor's room, where you can buy anything your sick little heart desires. And some of the coolest stuff you never knew you couldn't live without, you can go talk to your favorite celebrities. I mean, there's so much stuff to do at Days of the Dead. And aside from the autographs, and the vendor thing, everything else as far as the events is all included in your price of admission. We're not going to do that, oh, you paid to get in, now it's, uh, you know, you got to pay for your film screening, or you got to pay to get into this and pay it. No, you're going to pay for autographs, you're going to pay for the stuff you buy from the vendors. Other than that, everything is included, which, you know, it's, it's the best value. The only thing that's get. not included is the VIP party, and the truth is, take that hour off, oh, yeah. you'll get dressed, and then come back down and see Casper Creatures at 10. So yeah, that's exactly. what I do. <laughs> that's my hour off on Saturday. So, you know, I'm pretty good girl on Friday. I don't get too crazy. But after the show closes on Saturday night, usually all bets are off. So yeah, I usually don't sober up at days to bed, like at all. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. It's always, this is going to be an exciting time because it's one thing to go to an established show like Atlanta that's not going anywhere anytime soon because it's very popular to a brand new show in Charlotte with a whole new hotel situation and a whole new layout and some new people and some familiar faces all mixed up together. Uh, the vendor's room is always choice, and uh, go see my friends, especially at the Vinegar Syndrome Travel. <clears throat> oh, there, um, they had tornadoes near their um, retail store last night, so I hope it's okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I can say, about and this them. is really exciting. This is really exciting. The Atlanta show this year had our biggest ticket sales of any Days of the Dead show ever. All right? Charlotte 
is on is on par if say if the uh, final few days sales are on the same uh, rate as Atlanta, it'll beat Atlanta. So this being our first time in this city has a chance to also be the most attended Days of the Dead ever. And that's fucking amazing. And that's really awesome. It's so cool. And, and you know, and I'll tell you, the vendors were so happy with Atlanta. Every single one of them were ecstatic at Atlanta. So if this one's going to even be half as good as Atlanta, we're already off to a bitchin' start. So, I, you know, I can't wait to see you, Nathan. Uh, uh, it's just a couple of days. I'll be there on Friday night. Probably I'll be heading over right before uh, – uh, the Tony Todd panel, I think, is at seven or eight. Or and then I'll go see the Sin and Salvation. I'll be right there. So I can't wait to see yep. you guys. Awesome! I can't wait to see you, ladies. And man, we're gonna party like jungle animals, as Joe Bob used to say. And, and, uh, and we're gonna everyone else. Yeah, I'm my right. Husband, my husband <laughs> yeah, has no idea what he's getting into. If you're within driving distance or flying distance. You do not want to miss Days of the Dead. And the thing is, everybody in North America has been driving distance. You just have to want it bad enough. So you don't have any excuse to not be at Days of the Dead, Charlotte, this weekend. I want to see all of you there. I want to party with you. I especially want to see you on the blue track. But, of course, I'm biased because that's my baby. And, yeah, come on out, man. It's going to be a hell of a time. It will be, and thank you, Nathan, on your very busy week ahead of time that you took an hour out of your schedule to come on the show and plug it and talk about its greatness. And and thank you for being such a good friend all these years. Uh, the podcast oh, no is problem. thriving. Days of the Dead is thriving. And it's really been a fun journey together. It really has. Let me, you mentioned the podcast. Let me say, uh, Caught Dead Watching, we actually dropped episode yep. five this morning. So we have a I'm new gonna episode. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. Out. Yeah, we, the, what we figured was, we should drop it in time for all those people driving the Days of the Dead. So if you're driving the Days of the Dead, the thing you want to do is go find Caught Dead Watching. You find it on Podbean. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on all those other podcast things I don't know about. But wherever you get your podcast, look for Caught Dead Watching. That's me and the Battle Cougar, Nicole Gould. And we go to the video fringe and talk about the movies that most people wouldn't be caught dead watching that are so either so bad they're good or just really freaking weird, like in this last one. So, yeah, check us out. Caught dead watching. <laughs> and, and there's very Sasquatch heavy. This will be the second movie you've had featuring Bigfoot in your show. Oh, God. <laughs> this, this, this movie we made a very, very poor decision. We uh, so we had noticed in our first step four episodes there were a really there was a really sad lack of boobs in these movies, so we decided to pick a movie with lots and lots of boobs in it and take a shot every time the boob count went up, which oh led to us getting annihilated and then recording a podcast. So episode five <laughs> we are rather intoxicated and it makes for a very interesting show. I can't wait to hear it. I've got that, and I've got the podcast who challenged you to watch the film also on my phone. Oh, yeah. so I'm going to listen to them back to back. So, yeah, so I, I'm so excited. And, Nathan, you're always a pleasure. And you break a leg and a torso while you're there. And I hope we have, have we'll see leg. each other. I, no, your legs are already fucked up. It wouldn't count. Yeah, okay, cool. So I can break just any random leg. Gotcha. <laughs> and a torso. Anybody else. Just not mine. Not yours. You're, you're, 
Yeah, yeah. So don't break it, Erin. She she breaks easily too, so that doesn't count. So yeah, fair uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, all right, folks. So Days of the Dead. It starts Friday, May eighteenth, and goes through Sunday, May twentieth. Go see it. Um, and if you want something else to do while you're there, uh, after. Uh, I got a weird note. That was weird. Okay. I got to, I said, while you're there, I am going to also head to your hometown of Asheville. At least I want to, Nathan, and go see the Chihili exhibit at the Biltmore um, because Chihili is my favorite uh, glass artist. Yeah, that sounds It is famous. It's expensive as hell, but the the exhibit is going to be worth it because I love Chihili. He's amazing. And they're turned, and it's not the house. They're turning the gardens into an exhibit space. And as you know, the beautiful arboretum. I mean, it's going to be neat. So that's uh, so. Uh, there's so I'm going to do that after the Days of the Dead before I drive back up. At least that's the theory. And Asheville is a lot to do. There's a lot to do in North Carolina. Come to be with us in Charlotte. Come see the show and then join us for shenanigans. And we'll see you there. Uh, so thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Erin Marie, for being on the show. Thank you, Stephen Barrow. And thank you, the ladies of the Women Independent Horror Panel, for being so open and receptive and giving me all their information and being open so I can do the research because, you know, they don't know me from Adam. And it's really nice and amazing how supportive all the ladies on the panel has been. Uh, and uh, thank you, of course, to Days of Dead and Adolfo and all the programmers and moderators and guests and vendors of Days of the Dead Atlanta for being such awesome people. Uh, so our next show, just so you all know, is the 22nd, which is actually Erin Marie's actual birthday date which also happens yep. to be the birthday date of my mother, rest in peace, as well, which I find interesting. Uh, and um, so we are going to come back, all of us sexy witches, as we've been scattered all over the United States. We're going to recap Crypticon Seattle, Texas Frightmares, Days of the Dead, and the Surreal Film Screening, all in one big spring recap part two extravaganza. But in the meantime... We got Days of the Dead this weekend. So I'm going to leave you tonight with uh, my, one of my fa- a song from one of my favorite women-directed horror films in the last year, and that would be the Polish film The Lore, the, the um, Little Mermaid horror musical, and it's called The Loop. It's a nice song for peace to roll us out, and I will see you all uh, in two weeks on the 22nd. Uh, good film hunting and blessed be. Good night.
Ты поешь, 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 ты по